Imagina terminan lesya, jina jina salakaya, chakshu unmilitanina, tasmai, shi guru veena maha, vancha kaputu biascha, kripa sinubhivacha, patita nam pamane bio vaisna vijunamona maha. Good evening. We will continue to discuss progressive devotional service as outlined by the prior acharyas and elaborated on by current acharyas uh, in such a way that our devotional practice can be hopefully nourished uh, by gaining a full understanding of the progressive nature of its practice. So it's not a a dry or intellectual thing. It is a very uh, satisfying and nourishing uh, endeavor. But in the beginning, uh, the sometimes it is uh, likened to taking sugar while in a diseased condition. If we're willing to accept we're in a diseased condition, that's a good step in the right direction. That leads to uh, a little bit of humility, which leads to a lot of spiritual advancement. So the disease that they often use as an analogy is that of jaundice. I've never had jaundice. I've always been able to taste the sweetness of sugar. So I've been blessed in that way, at least in this life. But apparently when you get jaundice, not only does your uh, uh, the whites of your eyes yellow and your skin turn a little yellow. Anybody had jaundice here? No? None of us had direct experience. But anyway, this is what they say. In addition to the to the yellowing of the complexion and the eyes. Maybe Bhakti Ross has had jaundice. No. Oh well. No experience here. So we're just speaking theoretically. Often that's the nature of our devotional discourse is we talk theoretical because we do not yet have direct experience. So anyway, there is direct experience of jaundice in the world and the symptom is such that not only is there the physical symptoms. Have, has anybody been angry? <laughs> no. No, no. They say when you're angry, sometimes you see red. They say when you're jaundiced, you see yellow. But you also cannot appreciate sugar. I can't imagine that. Uh, I'm an illusion about a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, so I've always been able to taste the sweetness of sugar, never having had jaundice. But when you have jaundice, apparently sugar does not taste sweet. That's one of the symptoms. But the cure for jaundice is to take sugar. Well, wow, why would you take something if it doesn't taste good? That's the cure. The doctor will say, here, you take this. Most medicine, for the most part, I don't think people uh, like the taste. Here you are eating sugar that tastes bad, but 
as you gradually, the, the disease abates, as it recedes, you, that natural taste of sugar that you are accustomed to, its sweetness, returns as the jaundice goes away. So this is what the, the sages and the sadhus and uh, who've uh, had some experience of uh, progressive do- devotional practice explain to us that as we take to the process, in the beginning it may be a little difficult, a little bitter for us. Just as the jaundice, the return of the sweetness of sugar uh, comes to the jaundice person as his disease is cured, similarly, as we continue in devotional practice, the sweetness of our true spiritual nature will will manifest itself. We will not at this time, in this evening, go into a misconception where some say the sweetness of your original spiritual life is returning because factually we've been conditioned since ever. It's called a naughty karma. You cannot trace out that it's not it's beginningless. It actually is beginningless. But sometimes the acharyas in order to catch us, uh, in order to capture our intellect, in order to uh and to give us some entrance based upon our cultural and historical conditioning, um, they have presented the fact, well, you do have a, you did have a spiritual position and, uh, you know, you will return to, from where you came originally. And in one respect, they're right because we are all originally with Krishna. The thing is now, even though we've always been with Krishna, we don't recognize it. So, uh, in one respect, uh, their their intentional word jugglery for our benefit is uh, is appropriate. Also, this progressive devotional service it is sweet, it is nourishing, it is satisfying, but sometimes we don't experience it as such. And when those times come, let us remember this analogy. Uh, let us remember that the sweetness is there. Uh, it, it really is a satisfying process. And the more we can, the more we have faith and the more we surrender, the more that satisfaction will be realized by us. And sometimes, even if you're in an extremely diseased condition, even though you're consuming a lot of the medicine of sugar, you're showing up, you're chanting, you're reading, you're doing your damnedest to to advance and and please your spiritual master, uh, it's still not tasting sweet. But... uh, know with all certainty by looking into the eyes of the advanced devotees and seeing the demeanor and the character and the and the in the enlivenment the enthusiasm of your spiritual master and and the older devotees by seeing that be enthused you will get there it will come uh, don't lose faith 
And faith is where we're at right now. We're talking about Shraddha. We're talking about that foundation. And uh, we're going to try to move forward. I know I dwell a lot on these points and try to to bore down to where there's there's little left uh, as far as uh, Vishwanath's presentation uh, of progressive devotional service. But I want I I'm trying to convey through these classes on Madhurya Kandamani everything that he's that he's put in this shower of nectar so that it can really benefit us. We mentioned in brief the correlation that Jiva Goswami brings out in his Bhakti Sandarbha between faith Shraddha and Saranagati, surrender. Uh, I want to read that for you, and uh, we'll read the translation. And he really, he really stresses in his Bhakti Sandarbha this correlation. He says Shraddha and Saranagati, surrender, are understood to have the same purport. Shraddha means firm faith in the purport of the scriptures. The Shastras explain that persons surrendered to the Lord are fearless and the non-surrendered are full of fear. We touched on that. What is it like to be fearless? What is it like uh, to, to, to recognize the fact that nothing on the material plane can truly affect we look back to the first times we study Bhagavad Gita and we 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 hear uh, you're not this body never was there a time you know all those those verses nahanyate hanyad mane sarire never was there a time when you did not exist nor I nor all these kings nothing is going to bring you to an end and that's it's an, it's 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 great in theory now, how is that going to be in practice at the end of life? Are we, you know, how exciting that would be to be actually totally fearless, to be totally surrendered and have firm faith to the point you realize, actually, it's a fact. I'm not this body. This body is, 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 we don't want to go into it. It's so disgusting, but, you know, it's not us. And at the end, when we're ripped out of it, if we can be there, if we can be there, and being there is not an intellectual process. It's a spiritual process. So, I mean, to understand intellectually the beautiful teachings that Krishna is giving Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, that's one thing. But to actually have enough faith through practice throughout one's life that is what really gives you that fearlessness what really gives you that realization that never was a time when I did not exist there's never a time I'm not going to exist I'm sitting at death's doorstep and when when I'm yanked through the door, I'm not going away. 
I'm still going to be here in some form, some way. Not only that, but if I've done anything devotionally, that is never lost. In fact, just a little bit of that can save me from the worst danger. Krishna says, Bhagavad Gita. You know the verse? I don't know the verse. But anyway, it's there. That this little bit of devotional service can save you. And what is, what is the worst danger? Forgetting that you're a spiritual personality. Forgetting that you have a relationship with the Lord. That is the worst thing in the world for us. In the three worlds. Amazing. This fearlessness and the non-surrendered are full of fear. Therefore, saranagati is the symptom of shraddha. Surrender is a symptom of of our faith. The more surrendered, the more faith we're going to have. How do we surrender? Well, there's there's a verse that, that outlines at least six. I mean, surrender, I'm sure, if we look at it, is extremely deep, like the ocean. It is that it is that 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 constituent of our practice that really, really makes it work for us. But we have these six main symptoms of surrender that we can keep in mind. We accept everything favorable for our devotional service. And we reject what is not favorable for our practice. As we touched upon, we see that everything that we have, from our body to the food that goes in it, to the air we breathe, the sunlight that keeps us alive, everything is being provided for us. Go away. And that Krishna is our protector. In all circumstances. So he's providing for us. He's protecting us. If we can see that. And keep that in our minds. That, that, that surrender. Just that knowledge. That Krishna is providing for me. And Krishna is taking care of me. And protecting me. And if we can. Through good association. And the practice of devotional service <coughs> understand and come to the platform of complete self-surrender I'm in this for the long haul I don't know when Krishna's gonna this is gonna work for me whether in this lifetime or hundreds of lifetimes actually my spiritual master was giving a uh, a talk one time it was on a Vyas Puj for his spiritual master. And during the talk he says, I may be here for knowing, seeing my condition now, I understand I will be here for eons of lifetimes. What is, that's, that is surrender. Full self-surrender. But I'm in it for the long haul. If I, it, 
Because a devotee isn't really looking for a goal. This is the goal. The sadhana and the sadhya are the same thing. So he's content. Krishna, wherever you put me, whatever condition you put me, however you want to serve, whatever the guru, whatever directions I'm given in spiritual life, I'm content with that. I don't need more than that. I don't need a big position. I don't need to be a big devotee. I don't need to be anything except I just want to be a devotee. I want to be on the team. I don't care if I'm in the game, even. If I sit on the bench, I'm fine with that. I can live with that. What a great place to sit. Why? Because we do not have to have a contest here. This Sunday, there's a big contest. And one side, you could be on the bench and lose. And on the other side, you could be on the bench and win. In Krishna consciousness, it doesn't matter which side. You are, going, you are on the winning team all the time, whether you're in the game or not. Wow. How cool is that? You don't even need a Super Bowl. You're already going to get the ring you're definitely going to get the payoff. But we don't work for the payoff. The service itself is the payoff. Because as we advance the sweetness of realizing Krishna's magnificence, it just increases exponentially the more we engage in his service and the service of his devotees. Anukuryasya, Sankalpa, Pratikuryasya, Varjanam, Riksishya, Titi Visvasvo, Godripte, Tupte, Varanam Tata, Atma, Niksepa, Karpanye, Sadvidi, Saranagati. Six divisions of surrender. I'm going to do what's good for my devotional practice. I'm going to avoid as much as within my capacity what's not good to do for devotional service. I can't give up everything right away unless I'm... Some people can just drop it all. Some people, maybe there's some time involved. That's why there's stages. That's why we're learning these stages so that we can accept the fact that there is the stage of Anista Bhajana Kriya. There is a stage that we go through where we're unsteady. There is a stage of our diseased condition where the sugar is not sweet. It's not sweet at a certain, at the beginning. Some, you know, it comes in stages, in waves. One day it may be sweet. So we're gonna we're getting right to the point now, where we're gonna come up to bhajana kriya, adau shraddha faith. We're just going to finish up this faith stuff. Well, we're never going to finish up the faith stuff, are we? But the discussion of faith, we're going to go into, into associating and accepting one guru, which everyone here has done. And then we're going to talk about anista, unsteady devotional practice, and the six stages that Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur points out that are there and 
if we can recognize them for what they are, even though we're going through them, well, that's good. That's a good thing. Uh, if you have knowledge, sometimes that knowledge in and of itself helps. Uh, I have the knowledge that I have progressive cataracts. I didn't have that two or three years ago. So the fact that everything's becoming milky now, <coughs> and my vision is becoming very poor, they can't even correct it with eyeglasses anymore. Uh, all these things, it, at least I can, at least having that knowledge makes it a little easier for me. Imagine if I didn't know that I had cataracts. And luckily, it's something that can be treated, uh, at least in this culture. There's doctors that can do it. Maybe I was in some other culture, some back, you know. I wouldn't. I, I would just be gradually going blind and wouldn't have a diagnosis to even know. And I'd be. What can you imagine? The fear, like the fear I would be having. Why is it that I just I can't see far away anymore? And uh, you know, luckily I can get these things and change them out and, and make some focus. But the knowledge itself helps me, does it not? helps me to, to get by. I know, well, there's a reason that things are cloudy now, that everything's a little milky. I can't see people clearly. I can't read except with this thing. I can't read books anymore. If the font's too small, it just doesn't work. At least here I can blow it up. That knowledge helps. So that knowledge of what is what we're experiencing through anista bhajana kriya that's going to help us it doesn't mean that things are always going to taste sweet just having the knowledge we still have the disease but at least we can recognize i've got a disease and guess what? For me, if I'm lucky, and we can make all the arrangements, maybe in six months, the milk will go. The milky look of everything will go away. For me, similarly, we know it's a fact that if we continue to engage in this process sincerely and faithfully and with determination, utsahanishayadariya. If we do this right, we will advance in spiritual life. The, sugar, the taste of the sugar will return. Or at least we'll have the taste of the sugar because we've never even experienced it. How sweet it is to be in your, in your true spiritual consciousness. Into, the, into a true relationship with the Supreme, loving relationship, overpowering loving relationship. 
So, surrender. Jiva has made the point. Surrender and saranagati really very tightly interrelated. <clears throat> so, we've We touched upon about everything else that was here, specifically about that those different types of faith. Um, I don't think we need to go over those again. I just did want to stress what what uh, Jiva had given us in the Bhakti Sandarbha, uh, the importance of Shastriya Shraddha, a recognition of of spiritual practices and or and and. And, and and shortcomings of faith that's not true faith according to the architects of our sampradaya. That uh, lauki key faith. It's uh, you just want to be you just you just go along because everyone else is doing it. Um, you don't really have a firm grounding in an understanding of what is really spiritual life. Now, even if you don't have that, if you have good guidance and good association, that's not, you're still going to come out successful. But we should be aware that simply following along, uh, doing it because, you know, it's like, uh, what do they call it, the lemmings? You know, wherever they go. Uh, there's a verse in the Bhagavatam that talks about the lemmings. I forget the Sanskrit, but uh, uh, something to the effect that uh, if the blind lead the blind, everybody's going to fall in the ditch. So uh, that that is the kind of faith that we want to make sure we don't become uh, uh, misled by. That we simply uh, go along. Uh, we we all we need to always test that what we're endeavoring in is uh, is true to the to the foundational groundwork of the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya, the Parampara of which we're a member. It needs to be firmly grounded and. Of course, the parampara, as pointed out in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, is like a huge tree. But you have to make sure that that the tree, the branches or leaves of the tree that you are serving, is being fully nourished through the roots. That it's not just taking a few drops of water falling falling down. It has to be, a, the complete unit has to be there. So make sure that whatever leaf or branch you are in the Madhvagadiya Sampradaya, that the grounding is good, that the nourishment is coming through the Shastra, just like in the third verse of, uh, that Vishwanath pointed out. This presentation is what? The pramana, the evidence that we're using is Shastra. 
There's different kinds of logic. There's different kinds of evidence in the world, but we're using Shastra. So forced faith or popular faith is not the result of such mercy of the sadhus and associations of the saints, but is attained by hearsay, copying from others, and is knowledge that comes down in a succession of popular belief. I'm sure you all remember a, a, a story that uh, Guru Maharaj uh, has used repeatedly in his lectures about uh, the uh, the faith of the practice of hearing Hari Katha only if the cat is fed. Has anybody not heard that? So, The guru is coming every day, and the sadhus are coming, and the kitty cat is coming. And the kitty cat knows, well, if there's sadhus, there's milk. <laughs> so the kitty cat's making some noise, getting everybody's attention. And in order to placate that noise, they give the cat milk. The cat's no fool. Every day he knows regularly they have discourse on spiritual matters and every day these sadhus come together and the guru sits down and if he meows, they'll give him a cup of milk. Becomes a habit. He's no fool. He shows up every day. Well, the spiritual master, he... he He's, he does this. He says, yes, feed the cat. It's okay. Make sure the cat's fed. We feed every living entity. Oh, he moves on. He, and uh, the next guru comes, and still this feeding of the cat's going on. And then the cat dies. And all the sadhus are there. The cat doesn't show up. And even the gurus like, the new gurus like, well, what do I do? My spiritual master didn't talk until the cat was fed the milk. Uh, we need a cat. That's Laukiki Shraddha. What's it based on? It's just based on what? What was it? What is it? Ba what is it grounded in? There's no grounding. It was just a, a, a force of circumstance, a hungry cat, the milk the sadhus have, and it became a tradition. And people jumped on the roof and sang of the tradition of the cat having to have milk if the guru was going to speak. So that, that's not what we're looking for. So... Our pramana is shastra and our nourishment of our spiritual practice is grounded in shastriya, shraddha, firmly grounded in, 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 the, in the traditional understanding as coming in our disciplic succession of what is the purport of the Vedas, what is the cream and essence, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and what is the essence of that essence of Srimad Bhagavatam as completely 
manifest in the life of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as he shows us exactly how to be a sadhika, a practitioner of spiritual life aiming at the highest, Vraj Bhakti, which is what he came to give, which is distinct, very distinctive. In fact, we'll say it's it's better than what everybody else has. But that's, we're Gaudius. That's our tradition. But it's well-founded. And we have, as I said, we have Jiva Goswami. He's written extensively proving, I don't care what your concept of is, what Sampradaya you come in, what Sri Shaitanya gave is the essence of the essence of the essence. And I'll prove it. And here I've penned these books, these Sandarbhas. Now, you try to refute what I have here because everything here is supported fully by Shastra. So firm faith, nurtured by surrender, is the foundation upon which we begin our spiritual life. Atal, Ada, Shraddha, Tatasadu, in the association of devotees. So that's the next item, that association of devotees. We find we're inspired and we accept a sadhu as our spiritual master through initiation. Not whimsically, this is not that kind of faith, but we take a formal initiation as the architects of our Sampradaya recommend, strongly recommend, and they have verses to back it up. So we talked also about faith being of two kinds, ruchi, a faith that in hearing we're attracted to the Leela of Krishna, and Vichara. Vichara means that faith where we need to be convinced. We, we, we may have some questions in our mind due to some scars coming from our conditioning. So Vichara is that Shraddha that, that's convinced uh, through logical arguments presented in the scriptures. So I want to read one thing about Vichara I don't believe we touched on last time. Vichara Padana. There's two aspects of that uh, that are brought out. Asambhavana means thinking that what one has heard from Shastra and Shadus is impossible. So that's one of the one of the items that uh, is defeated uh, by the guru. And vipariti, I'm sorry, viparita bhavana means to have a reverse understanding of the purport of the scriptures. You were with Krishna and you fell from Vaikuntha, from Galoka. No, <laughs> that's not what happened. Well, that's what my guru said happened. 
Well, actually, he's my guru, not your guru. <laughs> and actually what he did say was both things. And in that part of the Bhagavatam where it's factually discussed, he says it's a fact twice, twice, that no one falls from Vaikuntha. So that's what my spiritual master said. Did he say at other times you were with Krishna? Yes. Who is he speaking to? What's your, what is your cultural background? What is the heritage? Could there be a reason that he would have done such provisional in preaching? You need to look at that because when the spiritual master says what is a, apparently contradictory, you need to make sure that you fully understand that all contradictions are resolved in the architects of our Sampradaya. That is where they are resolved. They are not resolved in the school of unlimited quotes. They'll never be resolved there. You'll note in arguments uh, regarding, well, even this and other issues, you have the quotathon. And my quotes are better than your quotes. And my quotes mean more than your quotes. But the truth of the matter is, as progressive sadikas understand the nature of such quotes, such quotes have to, if they are, have any what? Evidential value. They have to be supported by what? The main pramana. Scripture. And how are we as Gaudias to understand Scripture? We're to understand it through the eyes and the application of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as presented by the people he empowered to be the foundational architects of our Sampradaya. It is a fact, different gurus going forward in time under different circumstances are going to say things that contradict this foundational Siddhanta. It is going to happen. In order to preach and convince someone and get them in the door, you'll say about anything. Really, you will. You just want to get them in and get them chanting and get them started. You want to give them some exposure to Krishna's mercy as coming through his devotees. To get them in, in the Sangha somehow. Is it trickery? Sometimes you have to use trickery, yes. The, an experienced devotee can do such without any substantial or any spiritual harm because when the time's right he will give the appropriate knowledge grounded in the Siddhanta.
In the beginning, he may say some, some things that are contradictory just to help us move forward in practice. So, uh, sometimes in order to get someone to take the medicine, uh, you'll tell the kid about anything, won't you? If you just take this spoonful of castor oil, again, I've never tasted castor oil, but... <laughs> I have no direct experience. Sorry to use all these examples that uh, I'm not knowledgeable of. But you'll say, after you're done with the castor oil, I'll give you a lollipop. So, sometimes sometimes uh, it's necessary. This is kind of a, a use. But understand in perspective, especially now, especially in the wake of a period of turmoil in the Madhvagadiya Sampradaya as presented in the Western world, where we have simply been papered to death by quotes that aren't actually proper as, as, and don't present the proper Siddhanta. So this will, going forward, once this initial wave of older devotees who's, you know, who, who, who they have some misconceptions. But now we can see more and more the logic is coming in to the Western practice of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And younger devotees are understanding these important <clears throat> points and understanding the importance of pramana that is properly grounded in siddhanta. Evidence that is properly grounded in siddhanta. Shastriya shraddha. Shastriya means that kind of evidence. So, shraddha Sadhu, accepting a guru, understanding the importance of guru, and I'm going to close tonight with a, with a pastime that uh, Galok brought to my attention at the end of last class, which is significant when it comes to the, the power of faith in the guru. How powerful is it? It's a, it, that faith, in the instruction of the guru can surpass in its effectiveness to give us spiritual advancement heaps of quote quote devotional practice don't get me wrong here let me tell you the story and then we'll see if we can understand so in preaching in South India Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, he went all over South India preaching. And in one village, oh, I can relate the name to you. This pastime is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Maybe I can. I think just. Uh, 
Oh, it's gone. What a bummer. So, Sri Chaitanya's traveling and one of the villages, the name, um, uh, he comes to uh, one village and he notices a Brahmin and the Brahmin is daily reading Bhagavad Gita. And uh, the problem is, though, he's he's been ridiculed by the villagers. Even though he reads Bhagavad Gita, he doesn't pronounce the Sanskrit verses very well. I'm guilty of that one. And he uh, he's illiterate. He doesn't really understand what he's reading. But his spiritual master said, you recite Bhagavad Gita daily. That was the direction, the instruction of his spiritual master. He said, okay, that's what you want. He might not have even pointed out to his guru that he was illiterate or that he didn't understand what he was reading. But uh, he could, whether he did or he didn't, he followed the instruction. Maybe the spiritual master, if he knew, may have changed the instruction. But that's beside the point of the story. He followed the instruction of his spiritual master, despite his, what we would call, um, inabilities, uh, his lack of qualification to, to follow that instruction effectively, for it to have some real value. materially, or in the eyes of society. And that's what happened. The local people just laughed, made him a laughing stock. But still, he daily he went, he sat down, he recited the whole of Bhagavad Gita. So Sri Chaitanya noticed this Brahman. He said, I notice you're, you're, you're reading daily Bhagavad Gita. How have you come to do this? And he said, my spiritual master's instructed me, you do this. He says, but you're not very good at it. You realize that. <laughs> In fact, I see the local people are to laugh at you. He says, no, it's okay. My spiritual master asked me to do this. I'm fine with it. Laugh or don't laugh. But I also notice they're laughing, but you're shivering in ecstasy. Your eyes are, are welling with tears and, and, and you're ex exhibiting ecstatic emotions as you read Bhagavad Gita. He said, yes. He says, so, I mean, what, what is it in Bhagavad Gita? What part is, is bringing this out of you? This kind of, 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 of appreciation and love. He says, I don't know what part is. I'm illiterate. I, I can't understand what I'm reading. But I can see that Krishna is, is on the chariot and he is acting as the servant of his devotee. And I just, to conceive of the fact that the Supreme Lord would be the servant of his devotee so, shows such a depth of love that I become overwhelmed just imagining that. 
And I can't control my emotions. And I, my hair, my hair stand on end. I can't talk properly. Uh, tears are coming uncontrollably. So, uh, Sri Chaitanya said, "Oh, so you understand fully the purport of Bhagavad Gita?" And he said, "Actually, seeing the results of your reading of Bhagavad Gita." I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt you are the absolute best scholar on Bhagavad Gita. For four months they talked daily, Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu and this Brahmana were kind of a benediction and and in those talks the Brahmana realized this personality is Krishna without the dark complexion he had. And Sri Chaitanya said, Okay, just keep that down. Keep that between you and me. We don't need to broadcast that. So, what kind of an emotion that was. Now, Krishna has come to me, and daily I'm talking with him. Uncontrollable at that point. But you can see the point of. The narration is his faith in the order of his spiritual master was in and of itself sufficient to make his devotional practice in spite of all material deficiencies completely successful. So we'll finish there for this evening. And uh, next class we will proceed with bhajana kriya practicing devotional service and how we go about that and how in the beginning it may be a little bitter and certain symptoms that are characteristic of that unsteady practice and Vishwanath gives six specific symptoms that we can see Uh, in unsteady practice. So there's unsteady bhajana kriya. So adhaushradha tata sadhu sangha tha bhajana kriya. So we're up to bhajana kriya. The third item, and then the third item, it can be steady or unsteady. Thank you so very much. Hare